Hello and welcome! It's uh, Sunday, November 3rd. Was that the kind of high energy you're thinking I should bring to the show? Hello, I am talking. You are talking. You're not a robot. Hello. It's, uh, so, did I say the date? It's November 3rd. Sunday. I think you did, actually. I did. That's crazy. I forgot already. This is uh, episode 23. It's Death Stranding Week. It's Death Week thing. Stranding Week. Strand Week. I can't wait. Strand Watch. Okay. I'm pretty excited. We haven't played it yet. It's so divisive. But I will say this thing. People people hate it. Like, Were they absolutely... Remember, it's actually a love it or hate it. Remember when Kojima was like, this is going to be a new genre. Yeah. Like, that's bullshit, right? I mean, so far, it's technically the highest rating rated social strand video game on the market <laughs> that's today. That's true. I, it could, I understand what Death Stranding is now, at least. And isn't that crazy? Yeah. Wait, do you? you I, yeah, I it? get it. I, yeah, I'm trying to not. I, I read. I've nothing. been mostly I read blackout, nothing. but I know what it is. So you want me? To, you want me to like avoid talking about it? I we can. I just yeah. We can talk about other stuff first. Let's just and talk then about I'll it next week. I don't want to talk about it too much. Okay. You can share details. You know what? You can. I'll share a it's little fine. bit of what I know when we get to it. I just want to be careful. I'll be careful to not like. Because I've heard little snippets and it sounds downright ridiculous, and I want to kind of keep that I, momentum and just. It's one not of those things that now knowing what I know, like. Love it or hate it, I'm gonna play through it. Well, yeah, I, I'm definitely the fact. Honestly, if it wasn't so divisive, I feel a little disappointed. The fact that mm -hmm. it's so so hot or cold with some people, it inspires me to just want to play it more and totally. beat it all the way through. We both picked excellent times to go on vacation. Yeah, and um, <laughs> some were saying, "Oh, it gets good about eight hours in, <laughs> ten to thirty hours in." That's others were saying, I've heard eight hours in. Ten to thirty is a big. Others window. were saying it's terrible. Ten to thirty hours in. Some others were saying it's great from right away. I've heard chapter three, which is about eight hours in, of it, is about eight hours in, and is about eight hours in itself, is the best part of the game. Chapter three takes eight hours. It's about eight hours in. It's about eight hours long, the longest chapter in the game, and it's the best bit of the game. That's in the beginning. It's Wait, the where, third, where does it's chapter a, three it's fall? About eight hours in. Yeah, no, no, but I'm saying, like, in the story, you know, in the story the third, structure. It's the third chapter. Out of how many? I don't know. Okay, that, that, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I... I understood what you were saying. I'm just saying... I don't know what the chapter count is. If it's three out of, say, ten, that's kind of early. And if it's not, all right, well, chapter three. There you go. I can deal with that. That's a good one. Uh-huh. I don't mind that. I think it's going to be good. I've heard Norman Reedus gives an incredibly flat performance, and in that stance might be the best person to be a video game protagonist. I mean... That, like, okay. everybody, everybody else is pretty great at performance-wise. It's just right Norman here. Reedus. And Norman Reedus is pretty flat. Well, that's disappointing. Maybe by design? Maybe? Well, I saw a uh, little snippet where Kojima was directing Norman Reedus, and he said, Now pretend that there's just a bunch of dead whales around yeah, you. Yeah, no. That's... And you're just looking around saying, What? That was actually apparently a yeah. directive. I think I got that off IGN. Yeah, um, no, that is from IGN. I saw the same post. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Because, you know, if you have somebody shouting you those kinds of lines, and you're Norman Reedus... And you draw on your personal experiences with dead whales. Yeah, and I was Norman Reedus. I guess I can understand. I can empathize with his, his plight, because that's, <laughs> that's pretty what? hard. Yeah, that's pretty hard. But, I mean, I'm pretty hyped for the entire thing. I haven't read any reviews, um, just because I don't... I have not read a review, because I intend to write one. I've seen that there are a lot of good reviews, a lot of meh written reviews by people who don't like it at all, so I'm actually pretty excited to dive into the good and the bad after I play it and beat it. I just don't want to go in with any 
false expectations to influence me. I don't mm. think they would. I don't think reviews actually influence my own thoughts on the game. Like, I'm gonna get it. I don't think so either. I just um, don't want the extra minutia of detail also, to go into it to just say, oh, this is what they were talking about. I, also, I, I just don't if want If I that. definitely intend to review a game, I stay away from the reviews because I don't... It becomes one of those things where I don't think it's gonna necessarily influence me, but I don't want to, like, start drawing conclusions and be like, turns out I drew them from somebody else influencing me. Well, say like, Does that make uh, sense? well, yeah, absolutely. And say, even say Norman Reedus is acting was flat. Osmosis. Yeah. Norman Reedus is acting was flat. You just told me that. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to look out for that now. It's I'm going to say, is it though? I've drawn, drawn attention to yeah, it. Yeah. Now I'm going to play it and I'm going to pay close attention to his acting. Um, even something so small like that. And I also somebody avoided else, that new launch trailer because I've heard it's full of spoilies. Yeah, not. To, I knew, but he was honest with that. I think mm. Kojima actually said the he launch said, trailer. He said if you intend to play it and you want to be surprised, then don't watch this trailer. He yeah, say I'm that. pretty sure he said this is for, for lack of a better term, the the normie squads. This who is really if you still don't need to be sold on. on it. Yeah, who really don't know what the hell is going on. Here's something that could at least provide a little context and spoiler for you just to kind of start your journey. And then he kissed us on the forehead. Yeah, I personally don't care. Am I a big Kojima brand product shill? I like Metal Gear. Yeah, I like Metal Gear. Um, no, I was actually telling this to uh, Parmesi the other day. I am shying away from reviews right now, and I'm also going to buy a day one because you know what? I love... I just love Kojima's style. I love his style, and I also am curious to see what happens when he's off the chain. I just want to see what happens. Totally. For myself. Uh, do I love Metal Gear Solid? Would I sell my soul to have more of it written by him and directed? Absolutely. But That's a different beast. With that's the same a restrictions. different beast. Um, this is completely brand new. I think that I, as a person, would be able to judge it fairly because I know myself. And I'm not just going to come out the gate and say, oh, I'm not really a big fan of Kojima stuff. I actually am a huge fan, and I don't want that to influence my opinion. I actually want to judge it fairly. That was Eric Ortiz on Hideo Kojima. <laughs> was that a lot? <laughs> I thought that was pretty fair. No, that was good. That was good. It wasn't like a monologue. I, just, I wasn't trying to be a dick. I'm just saying, you know, the guy's an icon. He's very popular. A lot of people are biased with their reviews. They think because the man spawned Metal I think he's going to hit it out of the to yeah. give it a bad score. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's, I thought we were on the same page here. Yeah, he's so. such an icon. Um, in Japan, you know how many icons there are in the gaming industry? None. That's why I, I can less say, than 20? Um, whether you agree with him or not, I think it was a fantastic way to come out of the gate and really stuck to his convictions on it. On this week's uh, Giant Beast cast, Dan Reichert came out of the gate going, uh, he's like, they're like, all right, so we're going to get down to uh, Death Stranding, and Dan's like, so this game sucks, right? <laughs> It's true. It's just, if, and if it does, and he's a Metal Gear fanboy, and he fucking hates it. And if it does suck, oh, I'll know. Because if it does suck, I'll tell you. Oh, I'll know, and I'll tell everybody. I should that say, it if sucks. I feel it sucks, I'll tell you. I've heard so many mixed areas of the game without diving into details about it, and it really is. This game blows. Or this is one of the best experiences. And I I've think had this is, and this won't be next week's podcast, but I just want to say heads up. I think this is one of those games that when we're both done with it, we're gonna have a podcast where we sit down and really fucking get into it. I really, I'm, I'm telling you, I am telling you. This might be, be one of those podcasts, ones. Will I have beaten it by then? Hell no. But I'll beat it by the second this one. This might be one of the ones where it's worth us doing a spoiler cast. Uh, yeah. I would just have a cast about Death Stranding. That's what I'm saying. I don't even care. It might be a, an aside project. We'll talk about that as Gecko's we're as Stranding. We're Pushing through the uh, through the game, I'd be totally fine with it. I I just want to give it enough attention to just play through it. If I'm playing ten hours through and that game sucks dick, yeah, I'm probably just gonna stop. 
It really depends. I'm going to see it through at the end. I want to see what happens. I could hate it and I'll see it through. But that's an investment. If it ends up sucking a few hours in, I really don't want I don't want my time back. Well, because I, I have agreed with other viewpoints of people saying, listen, if it takes 10 hours or 40 hours, I am also of the mindset to say... If you have to tell me, oh, it gets good twenty hours in. No, I'm I'm with you on that. Absolutely not. I don't like it. I'm when, not doing that. I don't like it when a game disrespects my time. I used to do that when I used to do that when I was younger. When I was way a kid, more often. I had more time to burn, and also because I didn't have a lot of money to buy games. So if I purchased a game for sixty dollars, I better be damn sure. I better I'm be play in. The game. Yeah. And if somebody told me, oh, don't worry, it gets twenty in twenty hours, it gets good. I am ecstatic because I just burn the money that I can't get <laughs> I'm back. Like, Only twenty hours. Thank God. Like even um say Darksiders, perfect example of a game that it was decent. Would I have paid full price of that nowadays? Absolutely not. Uh, knowing no what way. I'm in for, no. Absolutely not. No way. Um, but when I was younger, I bought it and I said, "Well, I'm committed to the Darksiders fan." Why don't you just now. shit in THQ Nordic's mouth right I here? I thought it was a great game. I was the you really I was you love that series. I still haven't played Darksiders three. Did fan. you know that about me? No, I never did either. Look at me. This is what I'm saying hey, these days. Hey, look at us. And it was on PS Plus. Who'd, who'd have thought? <laughs> yeah, who'd have thought? Um, it's just when I, you know, years ago. Oh, shit, did different. I remember to get that when it was on PS Plus? Uh, did you? I know uh, I did. I think I probably did. I just got it just to get I'm it. I'm usually, yeah, like I get the license in my library, so I have It's because it. the times are changing. You're, you're growing up. You don't have a lot of time mm. to just dedicate 20 to 30 is hours. Is that what Bob Dylan was singing about? Yeah. And take Dragon Quest. Uh-huh. We know Dragon Quest is amazing. I want to talk about that at some point. I'm very far in. Well, we know it's amazing. Uh huh. It doesn't. I, I was playing it for two hours, and I said this game's tight. What I want. The main reason I want to talk about it is because I'm up to the, the the new stuff. Yeah. I did the content that is new to the Switch version specifically. Ah, did you beat the game though? No, uh, I'm in the back half. Okay. And what I'll say is I didn't even know this because I didn't get this far in it in the PS4 version. Um, I thought I had all the party members in that game when I was playing in the PS4 version. I did not. Weren't there ones that had been added in this definitive edition, or no? I if there is, I or could you just see didn't this, get that far. I don't think I got that far. Uh, like uh, I, the characters that are shown in all the promotional stuff, there's another party member. Ooh, a, sh- a hidden party member? Is not it hidden. optional? It's not optional. Ah, I'm thinking of uh, Vincent from Final Fantasy. It's it's not quite that, but it's one of those things where it's like. Once somebody goes, oh, you know, blah, blah, becomes a party member, you could be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't necessarily see it coming, but that makes sense. I like the idea of a hidden party member if they ever brought those back in an RPG. I just like the idea that they kept this character, the idea that this character would join the party out of all the promotional material. Mm. Is there a reason from what you could tell? Don't spoil it. There's a narrative reason that you you would necessarily not want to know. I'm down. I like that. I enjoy that. I will play more of this game. You should. Um, It gets real good. All I've played so far right now is The Outer Worlds. Some more. I played some more of that, and I, I got one of the endings. It got better. It got a lot better than the last time, because I only played it for, what, like two to three hours the last time I was here? Mm-hmm. It got way better. I think so, too, and I've put, uh, I'd say, 16 in to get the ending I did, and then I reloaded a save, because it's uh one of those, I guess, quote-unquote, bad endings. Yeah. And I can talk about it because people have talked about it. I don't feel uncomfortable because it skips the entirety of the end game. What is a bad this ending? ending? What's a bad I guess, ending? To me, this was the funny ending. Um, towards the end of that game, it takes place in space. You very much get to one of those, hey, we're gearing up for the final mission moments, which All is right. where my save is at. This spoils. This is, doesn't spoil. I'm not going to tell you the context of what it is. All right. So anyways, these characters. <laughs> so basically, the whole point of it is you're talking to Ada, your onboard ship AI, and it's like, we're gearing up. We're going to, we need to find out where this last place is. And you need to, like, punch in these coordinates. 
if your character has a low enough intelligence, you get an extra option where your character says, quote, Stand back, Ada. I do numbers real good. And then you cr- your ship crashes into the sun and everyone dies and I, credits roll. I absolutely regret taking a higher intelligence in this game. I want that. There so are uh, so many great options for low intelligence characters, like where someone will be dumping some exposition, and you'll get an option that's like, "Can you just tell me what to kill?" And then the quest marker will just appear. They actually say, "I do numbers. I do numbers good." Yeah, I do numbers real ah, good. I love the dialogue. Some some of the dialogue, the in dialogue this game is, is pretty on point. Really fantastic. They are pretty good with the dialogue. In the beginning, I was a little unimpressed with it, but as you go through it, it's pretty there's some hilarious. primo options. There's some good options that are just witty. It's yeah. fun. And depending on what you're doing, like intimidation even, I love the intimidation options. You essentially just say sit the fuck down and they and the NPCs just go, "Okay. They don't even care." I had a lot of I have very high charisma and very low intelligence, so I'm basically like if Han Solo was brain dead, that's my character oh, wow, a very charming dimwit. Yeah. An actual charming dimwit. I do numbers good. It's, oh, he's so dashing. It's one he's of those so like dashing. I like to think of the character motif being like Someone who's doing very well off, and everyone's like, "How? Why are these people listening to you? How does one become charismatic, but also have such a low intelligence?" By balancing some perks around. Are we saying like you look good when sun hit face? <laughs> I wish. I wish. I go, I had thank more you, off. Rich. You know what I do want to talk about with Outer Worlds because uh, I've played obviously a lot more of it too. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if either of us had experience with it at the time. Uh, I think the flaw system is a fantastic thing in this game. I like it a lot, and I think it's just one of the better parts of the game, too. Yeah, for for people who are unfamiliar, the way flaws work in this game, sort of like based off the way you're playing, uh, the HUD will pop up and be like, hey, we found a flaw in your character. And you can ignore it entirely, or you can take it on. Uh, One of my favorite ones I have, for example, is Fear of Mechanicals. Uh, I was fighting a lot of uh, mechanical enemies, so it goes... Hey, we found a flaw in you. Fear of mechanicals. Uh, basically, I'm 25% less effective when facing mechanical enemies. But uh, and as a result for taking on a flaw, you get an extra perk point. Worth it. One of the <laughs> subtle charms they put in for my character now, because I have fear of mechanicals on top of the effects they mentioned, is whenever I'm speaking with a mechanical enemy, like a robot or something, not necessarily an, enemy, an NPC, a robot or something, my first dialogue option is always just random screaming. Oh, I love that. You go, ah! And uh, one of your party members is a robot. So it's always there if I ever go to talk to him. You'll always just be able to scream? Yeah, if I go to talk to That's Sam, hilarious. I'll always be able to scream, and he'll just respond to something like, right away, Captain. <laughs> oh, Captain. You're always so funny. <laughs> you and your blood-curdling screams. But I do have all the party, the crew members. I don't know if you've... I haven't gotten all of them yet. Nope. But the ones I do have, they're... I like I like camaraderie. I still am a little bummed you can't romance. I want to romance some oh, of these yeah. people. Oh, yeah. Bavari's asexual. I heard that. If you talk to her about it, she will she will divulge that to you. I didn't get the dialogue She's yet. not aromantic, but she is asexual. I just I just wanted to smooch one of my companions. Uh, do you have the... Uh, That's all. The vicar? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to smooch him. I may, No, I make him wear the big moon man hat for... Oh, because uh, you don't like him. I don't like him. Wh- whichever companion I don't like... <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to make you man. look like a fucking dunce. <laughs> Who gets the Moon Man hat today? And they go, Captain, please. <laughs> Put it on, asshole. Put it on. You pissed me off the other night. Put it on. I'm sorry. Captain my character's please. an idiot. Put on. Put on now. You do. Uh, yeah, that's the Outer Worlds. I think the more of that game I play, the more I'm sold on the style and the world. And it, I think it really is a good marring of Mass Effect and Fallout. Well, I was talking uh, about it with a friend the other day, too, about the um, 
the dialogue choices and the the checks. One of the strongest uh, qualities of the game, I'd say. What the the checks? The dialogue stuff. Oh, the dialogue's the strongest. It's just the um. You had said last time you thought the checks were weaker. Yeah, they are, and I still agree with this. Uh, I still liked it when um, even in Fallout. We were laughing because yeah, you could have a ninety-five percent chance, and there's yeah, there's still that one grain. It, it, to we it. we uh we compared it to just talking to ten old man Tenpenny back in Fallout Three. Mm. Imagine if you were trying to convince old man Tenpenny to uh, let the ghouls in Tenpenny Tower, and you had like a ninety-five percent chance of success for a speech check to let him do that, and he'll change his ways. Like, that's all it took. Yeah. And you were pretty damn confident with that, because it was 95%. Time to save scum. No matter what, he would just say, fuck those ghouls at 95%, and you would keep trying to do this maybe at least 20 times in your autosaves just to get it, and you just could not do it. And then he would just calmly go to the balcony and just start sniping. I Like that goddamn Nazi in Schindler's List. I adored that. It was so frustrating, because then you were just thinking, if it's not this... Then what is it? Well, what's the percentage? What are we got to get to? But in this one, so long as you just have fairly from what I've seen, I've really only seen one inordinately large number for a check. But as long as you have like over 20 in most Seems of your like checks, you're, pretty good, yeah. you're good. And all you're doing is just earning like 250 XP. Like I, I'll just tell somebody through inti- intimidation, shut up. And they'll mm-hmm. say, wow, great job. Good job, buddy. And um, all they'll respond with is, okay. Was that great? Uh, I mean, the other thing but I think... But it gets better. I think it, it does really well, though, is... Um, I think it tends to lean less black and white good and evil than Fallout did. It does. Which well, I, it depends. New Vegas, I thought, was a very good way New Vegas was better about being that stuff. way more universal. They had so much more dialogue And I think options. that's in uh, part to do with the factions. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it was. 150%. I, you can confidently feel you were doing the right thing up until the very last section of a, uh, a mission. Yeah. And even then, like, the, the option of, like, having your party members kind of weigh in. Like, sometimes a party member will give me, like, two things of dialogue that made me go, oh, maybe I'm not making the right choice. Well, it's also with New Vegas... It just, those were the moments, or at least those situations with dialogue options, just because there were so many factions, those were the times where I could not make a decision. It's hard. I didn't know. That was difficult. I've seen a lot of, uh, or rather a handful of people saying, ah, Outer Worlds is a little tough to make decisions. There are some hard ones to make. I think Edgewater was a tough decision for me at first. It wasn't, it kind of wasn't, you kind of had one old, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it becomes clear it. towards the end. Maybe We'll talk about this off camera, because I want to know. You had doing. one guy from the show Peaky Blinders saying, we gotta make profits, and I said, yeah, well, you're probably right, you need more people, and also, you're not getting support from Spacer's Choice, okay. And then you had this old crone who's just like, I hate the machines and the factories because they took my like, son might, and I... And yeah. I said, you're right. You're right about this. And then she just does something terrible that I don't want to spoil. Yeah, she divulged her secret Wonka recipe and I was like, well, you can't do that. Yeah, you ever see um, the Kids Next Door, the show? You've seen yeah, Kids I'm Next Door. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. You ever see... There's an episode of Kids Next Door where um, number two investigates the school system as to why this nurse's apple crumb cake is so goddamn delicious. Isn't this delicious? all just a giant Sweeney Todd play? No, no, it? it kind of is. Kind of, kind, but it's a little grosser. It, this is where the writers really just said, fuck it. You ever watch like Invader Zim and you're just thinking, what? Uh, yeah. It was kind of yeah. like this. So, throughout the entire episode, number two, who's kind of, you know, just the, the little whiz kid, he's investigating why is he this apple airplanes. crumb, why is it so good? Because kids are getting pink eye. And it turns out that the nurse was harvesting the pink eye crust from the eyes to put the crust on I the apple you know the crumb. Cake. You're talking about now. That, it like, was like that. 
It was just like it's that. It's one of those things where, like, once you hear all the plot details, you're like, oh, I remember this. Because I'm just, I can imagine that people at these botanical gardens in Outer Worlds just eating, like, a tomato, and they're just like, wow, this is a what's juicy tomato. Se- what's your secret? <laughs> yeah, what's your secret? Oh, I just did something really fucking gross. <laughs> I think <laughs> you're like, okay. But yeah, well, I'll talk to you about that after the show, because I do want to know uh, how you leaned with it, because I went a very specific way. And it was kind of funny, you know, at the, fa- at the t- I didn't even think it was a big deal. Morally, I was thinking, okay, oh, the you know, pink thing? Yeah. Uh, it was so comparable. I almost had a flashback. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty comparable. Because you're talking. just talking to this old woman. She seems maybe really a little nice. worse. She seems really nice, very spiteful. And she goes, fuck those people. By the way, I do this for my ingredients. And I'm just thinking, what? You, you, what? I'm like, well, give me your power regulator. This entire conversation just became really easy. I just pulled my gun. I'm like, all right, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm like, even mob boss Peaky Blinders, man, is way better than you. I, at least he has some standards here it was weird but even funnier i've shopped that around to other npcs because you were able to divulge that information yeah. to other people you were saying hey you you'll never believe what 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 i just went through here you'll never believe what she said and they're like oh that's not a big deal i'm just like what what well nobody cared nobody cared i think there is a way to go there's a not one of my favorite bits by the way have you spent a lot of time in your captain's room on the ship um no there's sort really. of a memento for each planet you visit oh uh, and if you look at it uh It'll, you know, uh, teach you a thing or two about what happened there. Like, reading it has, like, an inscription. And for Edgewater, you get a big Spacer's Choice sign. And when you read it, mine now says, based off what I have did, it goes, The people of Edgewater did their best to, uh, they dreamed of getting out from under the corporate thumb and making it their own way. You taught them an important lesson. Never dream. Never dream and never fight corporation. Spacer's Choice. It's not the best choice. It's Spacer's Choice. Spacer's Choice is such a dick corporation, but I love them, and that's okay. I thought for a long time about slipping, like, a fake Spacer's Choice ad into one of these podcasts. Spacer's Choice. Not the right choice. Oh, not the best choice. It's Spacer's Choice. choice. The other one was, like, you tried the best, now try the rest. Spacer's Choice. I love that. That's my favorite line. Uh, Uh, But, so far, Outer Worlds has still been good. I'm going to beat it eventually. Um, Yeah, it's very cool. It's on Game Pass. Uh, as long you know what even if Death Stranding does suck at least we have Outer Worlds at least I have Outer Worlds and even more so you have Luigi's Mansion 3 so how is it uh, what's going on with it Luigi's Luigi's a damn delight yet again this is something that I've actually looked reviews up on because I don't care but I've heard it was excellent it's excellent I've heard I it will say great. that much nothing but good things uh, I'm pretty far in oh, uh, how far I am on the ninth floor of the hotel how long is that uh, you there's take set, right uh, it's each floor I would say the floors can take anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes. No, I'm saying, like, what's your total play time so far? Uh, Probably looking at about six or seven hours. That's not bad. Uh, there are 17 floors counting both basements in the hotel. I'm That's on, a big hotel. I'm on the ninth floor. That's a big It's a one. skyscraper. Wow. Um, I didn't know it was that large of a game. So, okay, yeah. The, the setup here, much like when Luigi went to his titular mansion in the first game, uh, Mario, no. Mario and company uh, win... I believe they do divulge at one point. This was specifically for Luigi, but everyone was invited. Uh, they win this this all, you know, stayed vacation at this hotel. So Toad recklessly drives a bus out there like a goddamn animal. Nearly kills some people. It runs over a few. Goombas. Uh, Pol- Polter Pup in tow. Uh, the Polter Pup from Luigi's Mansion yeah. 2 still pounding around with Luigi. He pets it. He goes, good doggy. Uh, Can he? He, yeah, he, he'll pet it and he goes, good puppy. But does he feel it? Does the uh, Yeah, I think the Polter Pup allows himself to be tangible so Luigi can pet him. That's my ghost. headcanon. 
but you can't. You but can't that's how do ghosts that. work in some lore. They were tangible. Why wouldn't? Why would Luigi they allow need a themselves to be tangible? <sighs> so why wouldn't Luigi just grab Stop them with his bare hands? Stop asking questions. Why wouldn't he just grab them with their bare hands? I don't know hands? how this universe works. All right, continue. <laughs> um, so Luigi arrives at the hotel, and everything seems pretty on the up and up. You know, ghosts wearing masks checking you in. Uh, everything seems normal. <laughs> There's literally just ghosts. Like, it's clearly ghosts wearing, like, oh, shitty masks. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, uh, <laughs> so, mache. it's Luigi, Mario, Peach, and three toads check into the hotel. Uh, Luigi immediately falls asleep upon checking in. He he puts his briefcase down, which contains more sets of his same overalls. Hey, how does he fall asleep while checking in? No, no, like, they check in, he goes up to his room. Oh, okay, I thought you meant, like, on the way there. He, Polter Pup gets up next to him on the bed, and he's like, good puppy. Oh, and then they nice. both fall asleep. Very heartwarming. And when you wake up, it's a fucking nightmare. Unbelievable. Uh, everyone has been kidnapped, ghosts come to get you. Uh, they've been put in portraits, much like they had. In the lobby of the hotel, when you go down, there's just big banners of each of you with X's across them, like, got this one. Jesus. It's um, like some battle royale shit where you just see the photo of them and it's crossed out. Exactly. Naturally, rough. Luigi's in a panic. And all he brought with him was a change of clothes and his flashlight. <laughs> quite naturally and quite expectedly. He's uh, freaking out. Lucky for him, he finds out pretty quickly when he's rummaging through the basement, he stumbles across the new version of the Poltergust. Um, and it doesn't take long for him to discover that Professor Egad had been invited to this hotel as well. And what, he put the poltergust under the bait? What? It was in his car in the basement. Oh, okay. Um, so you save him first pretty quickly. Um, and he gives you the lowdown. He's brought his mobile lab, which he sets up in the basement. And he's like, all right, Luigi, we gotta, we gotta save your friends. Uh, he goes, you know, I got invited to showcase my art collection at this hotel. And wouldn't you know it, the hotel owner was working for King Boo. And he released all the ghosts. So, Egad is mm. an artist. No, no, if you remember from the past Luigi's Mansion game, he traps the ghosts in paintings. No, I know that, but I'm saying he was invited to showcase his collection. His, his art collection of ghost paintings. That's some pretty sick stuff. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Those are people's lives. <laughs> That's like in Harry Potter. If you just took those though, paintings I'm not sure how ghosts exhibits. work in Luigi's world. I'm sure they don't care. Um, and I guess this could actually give you a, a good track of how far along I am. Three Toads... Peach and Mario, I've saved two toads. Alright. And they are with Egad in the lab. I've saved Egad and two toads. Alright. So, like, when I did that, Egad's like, we're halfway there. Did nobody, like, fact check any of this crap? Nobody did. They didn't care. How do you overlook that? What's the guy's name? Uh, Boo? Uh, yeah, it's uh, King Boo. Norman Boo. Norman K. Boo. Norman K. Boo. Um, uh, hot on the spot of hotel but yeah, management. Like, I think the hotel was a smart angle. For one, I think the Haunted Hotel is a well-known trope. Uh, for two, the floor situation lets you kind of theme each floor in a different way. Like, some of them are just residential suites, yeah. uh, which is the floors where you find, like, Mario, Peach, and Luigi's room. Uh, I did a floor that was, like, a old castle-themed, and I fought a uh, king ghost. That's fun. I like I like the little flavor personality. One was a museum. There's, like, a pirate restaurant floor. Oh, uh, it's like a cruise ship, but it's, it's a hotel. Yeah, it's fun. It's neat. It lets them kind of, like, justify going crazy with different designs. I saw that there was an Egyptian-themed one. I haven't, mummies. I haven't hit that yet. I just did a museum-themed floor uh, where you, of course, do the night at the museum bit where one of the bosses is uh, a T-Rex skeleton possessed by a ghost. They do one of the bits where one of the bosses, of course, is Ben Stiller. <laughs> yeah, he shows, he's like, they, they hey, uh, Luigi, good to see you, bud. They knew it. And uh, Robin Williams is also <laughs> reprising his role as Teddy E. Roosevelt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He is one of the most challenging bosses in the game. Uh, but there's some new mechanics that I think work pretty well for the most part. 
uh, you can now fire this sort of plunger device from the Poltergust, which you can then suck up the cord to try and, like, you know, flip things and throw them. Why do I think Teddy's middle name was started with an E? I, I don't know. Because that's not right. I didn't know. No, I just kind of accept, took the face value. I know, but I was just thinking E. What is know. his middle name? I don't know what his middle name is. Theodore... Roosevelt. I'm so sorry to cut you off. Maybe it, he doesn't it, have That just one. bothered me. It I was like, I, could be bothered I was thinking, by that. you know, I just, I just, uh, listen, if this show is rolling in his grave right if, now, uh, we apologize because if this show is known for anything, it's staying on topic. <laughs> Let's stay on topic. Let's talk more. Uh, continuing with Luigi, uh, you have a new setting on your flashlight that lets you kind of uh, show objects that it's like a black light, I guess. Yeah. It shows objects that were hidden by the ghosts or whatever. It's the same thing you use to actually free, uh, the toads did from they the have the black light in the dark moon game they I might think they have did. i don't remember much of I dark think moon they did did yeah, they, they have had black, um, they had a black light attachment so i guess the one quote-unquote new thing because it was put in the remake of luigi's mansion is guigi ah how is guigi i like guigi he's as thick as he looks like in the he's trailers thick uh here's the thing guigi the way he works is uh he he you can't get him wet so he's a gremlin gremlin rules uh he'll dissolve Basically, is that, oh, is that the rule? Can't yeah. feed him after midnight? Yeah, Guigi lives in your poltergust, and you shit him out. And Fun. Then, presumably, because when you're playing as Guigi, Luigi goes unconscious, you transfer your soul to him. What? That's uh, Listen, Why I'm just trying Why would even bestow that on you? I don't know. Uh, hey, you want some? It's like Flubber, but every time Flubber came out, Robin Williams he can also, out. like, T2 himself through things. Like, he can... Go through grates and cages and stuff. Oh, wow. Because he's not malleable. Like, he's like, oh. He's not of this world. He's not of this world. Uh, and you have to use that to solve a lot of puzzles. You can play co-op, though. Where someone's where always Guigi. Guigi and someone is But how Luigi. does that work if Luigi goes unconscious when Guigi It doesn't when you're playing co-op. What? That's why I... I guess you got another soul. The thing that's funny, though, is to me, like, the idea that Luigi goes unconscious where Guigi's out, they play that for laughs in cutscenes. Haha, <laughs> Luigi's unconscious like, and he can't no, control his body. Like, no, it'll be Guigi, like, getting the, you know, objective that only he could get, and then the cutscene will, like, cut to, like, Luigi just, like, drooling. Jesus Christ, they abuse this guy way too much. <laughs> Nintendo has a sick sense of humor. Uh, and the whole thing being, like, uh, I-, I could see that co-op stuff working pretty well. Yeah. Because the trade-offs work. Like, Guigi dissolves when he gets wet. But, like, as the trade-off, he can go places Luigi can't. Right. So, to me, it's kind of a step above that, like, half-ass co-op from, say, like, Mario Galaxy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can do everything Luigi can do, but you can't, if you get wet, you dissolve. But the trade-off is, then you can go places Luigi can't. So you have something to so do. So you have something to do, yeah. yeah. And there are parts of the puzzles that Luigi needs you to solve. There are bits where it's like, oh, there's two pole cords... So basically what you'll have to do in single player is you suck it up and you um, get it like full tension and then you hit the button to release Guigi and have him do the same. Luigi will keep doing what you had him doing. Just unconscious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, just because. It's not like his head drops when that happens. I wish it did. That'd be way time. funnier. Um, but uh, yeah, there are some great bits for last. I think it's just as... I think it's better than Dark Moon because Dark Moon. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Kind of did nothing for me, and you I th- don't need to assure me there. I know that. Uh, I think I'm not in a in a lone camp in saying that. A lot of people feel that way. I think the thing with Dark Moon that was disappointing for many was the level selection just fell flat, and it felt too long. Yeah, it's just well, it's because of what was given at the time. The it overstayed its welcome. Uh, the overall story was okay, and. Um, 
Yeah, you just were able to go level by level, and it was kind of boring. It got it got boring maybe halfway through. You really didn't care too much around this, it. This is it one cohesive easier. world, and I think I'm about halfway through, and I'm still all in. How's the difficulty? I mean, Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. I know it's a Luigi's Mansion game, so it doesn't need to be some hard. of the uh, just, some of the bosses can. You know. They felt like a bit much at first, but the reason I'm saying that is, uh, and I'm gonna, I'm glad you reminded me of this because I did want to say this. Change the base control scheme. Yeah. Uh, the base control scheme has you using the right stick to kind of like point on a Y and X axis, your mm. flashlight or whatever you're aiming. Uh, you can change that so the left and right is controlled by the right bumper. Uh-huh. You're going to want that uh, or the controls are going to feel bad Ooh. at times because it's going to want you to be changing what you're pointing at while like pressing in the right thumbstick or hitting A. Basically, it's going to want you, be, want you to using your thumbs for what feels like you should be using your thumb naturally for on two things at the same time. Right. So you're going to want to be able to do the uh, left and right access with the the right bumper. Interesting. I'll have to keep that in mind. I'll change it. I'll, I'll probably notice right away when I play it. Was, it. I played look a after weird. like the first boss, that re- which is like the second one, that mm-hmm. required me to really be doing that quickly. I was like, oh, this can't stand. Oh, so it's sustainable until you just get to a point until where you, you gotta be quick. You could totally make it happen, but it would suck and you'd be taking more damage than you needed to. Woof. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'd just change it. But, it sounds like it's over. It's just solid. Which I really I'm like hyped it. about. It's Luigi's off on another adventure that he doesn't really want to be on. Ha, uh, the classic Luigi It's adventure. that classic Luigi the hero's like, journey. <laughs> why does this keep happening the to me? The hero's journey. Uh, you really <laughs> just don't want it to happen, but you get forced. That's the thing that, like, always happens to Luigi, though. Well, yeah, he, Luigi's always also sleeping. There was also a Mario Luigi dream team, and everyone's just laughing He's at Luigi. He's sleeping on the bus in the beginning, too, until Toad's driving like a madman. Well, this is, some, this is some narcoleptic problem, because you know what? Luigi, back in dream team, was also falling asleep due to some magic shenanigans. And everyone was just saying, Luigi, wake up. Wake yeah. up. And I'm thinking, this guy doesn't, you know, this guy could just drop at the t- tip nar- of a hat. Narcolepsy. Yeah, I'm like, this guy could just drop at the tip of a hat. He's a medical issue. Like, I am glad, though, by the way, uh, that Luigi has Polterpup now. He's cool. Because is he, is he usable in the game? He kind of floats around. Like, once the game starts, he's, <laughs> he running, just floats he's around. running around the hotel, and then you'll just see him in random rooms. Like, I'm in basement two right now. And there was a point where, like, it floods, and Polter Pop pops out of the wall and saves you. I like Luigi's Mansion, and I like the general Luigi games, because you know what? It's cool to see that Luigi just has his own... He has his own stuff to deal with, He's you know got what I mean? stuff. King like, Boo's out for Luigi, not for Mario. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, you got, like, uh, Mario and his Motley crew. It's Mario. Everybody knows like, that. That's, King Boo got Mario no problem. You got Paper Mario. You got his team. Mario has a life. Luigi has the opportunity... Have his own life. Have his yeah. own interests. But that's the thing I always found nice about Luigi. He always kind of just wanted, he's like, you know, I want my, my little bro to be safe, and I want to live my life in peace. But King Boo's like, no, nah, fucker. Yeah, which is why I like King I like that King Boo's a more prominent character and a villain in this. You have the Koopa King, which is Mario's guy, and mm-hmm. then you have King Boo, which is Luigi's guy. And also the idea of, like, you encounter King Boo in the beginning because when the exposition's being dealt to you, he's like, already got your brother, already got Princess Peach. He's like, but you, I'm taking care of you personally. Man, that's rough. I mean, I like that, though. I like how Luigi just has his own uh, little established world. Uh, is it the best one compared to Mario? No. I but I know. think it's got its own charm. Like, what would you pick? Would you pick Mario's world with Mario and his team, or would you pick uh, Luigi and his world and his fucking team? Of, I think Mario has Ghost the, Dog the all, and Like, E-Dad. we don't get these Luigi games enough to, like, really... I know. I want an established Luigi universe. If there was a Luigi I game a year, would we get over Luigi? I want Luigi Galaxy. You remember the year of Luigi that lasted six years? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. And it did not last nearly long enough. I'm going to say that. Yeah. 
Uh, all he did was leech off of Mario's success, became a doctor. We're a pro Luigi podcast. I love Luigi. It's just everybody in games, toads or otherwise, seem to just shit on can him I, entirely. Can I throw something past you? I was thinking about it at work today because I have this kind of time. Yeah. Um, what you got? We've had Mario games. We've had Luigi games. We've had Wario games. Mario's thing, jumping around, saving the world, getting stars. Luigi's thing is apparently fighting ghosts. Wario's thing is money. And women. And women, yeah. What's Waluigi's thing? What's his game? Here's my pitch. Waluigi's Backyard Barbecue. You want to make it a cooking scene? Yeah, what if barbecue's his thing? He's a Q-man. Why can't he just be a cooking guy? Specific. Uh, okay. Why, he, why do you have to? <laughs> why do you have to? Why do you have to go into the why niche world of BBQ? <laughs> I'm not opposed. Why do you have to shoot saying. down my idea? I'm not. No, I'm not opposing. Oh, it. sorry. Please take the floor. <laughs> I'm not opposing it. I'm just saying, like, why BBQ? He's a Q man. <laughs> what? Emily's having a big party when that. Who yeah, be his it's, enemy? It's everybody's coming over. It's like Mario Party. Oh, they're gonna say like, everyone's his enemy. I'm like, Jesus. No, everyone's coming over except for um. I don't know. So there's no dilemma. Monty, Monty Mole wants him to have a shitty barbecue. Monty Mole is threatening. You know what? You could expand it a little. The only feedback. Expand it a little bit further uh, and just say that Waluigi is a backyard master in both the barbecue. And he's having a barbecue tonight. Yeah. With everyone's coming. Monty Mole is making problems because he's ruining the entire landscape. Of the yard. Yeah. And Waluigi's just beside himself. He's just like, ah. Oh, he, he goes to his wife. Over in he goes hours. to his wife, Vanessa, and he goes, Vanessa, I don't know what I'm going to no, do. No, I want him to be married to Pauline. Okay. I want him to go to Pauline and just say, Pauline, you know, the guests are coming in two hours. Um, He's like, you know, Yoshi, that prick's always like an hour early. Yeah, Monty's on some shit right now. He just ruined the yard. Um, I'm supposed to have a big party. What do we do? Yoshi shows up in like the end game and he's like, hey, I know I'm early, but what can I do to help? But you know, he just wanted to catch you with your fucking pants down. He comes 30 minutes early and he doesn't bring anything to contribute to the barbecue. He goes, oh, I thought, you know, you just have so much stuff already prepared. I didn't think I should bring anything. (laughs) Like, Well, Yoshi, you weren't supposed to be here for another 45 minutes. So I actually just texted you to ask you if you could get plates. And he's like, I didn't get it. Oh, sorry, bud. My phone was on silent. Island. Do you mind if I just sit here? And he just waits for you to just prep everything. Do you have anything to drink? Yeah. So what do you guys got? What do you guys got going on here? You, now you have to entertain him. Oh, I think you're onto something. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Nintendo, hit us up. I think that's just a suburban life. I think that's. A, I think that's. A <laughs> I like peak. the life we've built for Waluigi. Because what, what kind of big bad is that, King Monty? You, you saw that Waluigi mod? It's been floating around. Um, this In is Mario Kart? Mario Kart where he's just where running. He's just running. <laughs> yeah, he's just running. He's really fast. I like that. I like that too. He has the legs for it. He's got it. Did you see that? I saw that meme posted of that uh that woman who broke up the boyfriend or something in Photoshop wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of our uh, our friend Heather posted that in one of our group memes. Oh yeah, Heather did. Yeah, it's hilarious. It was a good one. Um, it's quality meme. Well, I'm glad to hear it's good. I want to get it. I just want to be Dragon you Quest. Can, um, I want to be Outer Worlds. I don't know if Nintendo's g- gonna be happy about this, but you could just borrow it from me when I'm done. What do you mean? I have it physical. Why wouldn't they be happy about it? Well, sharing. They want you to buy it. Oh well. Yeah, who cares? Nintendo's all about family. That's true. I heard Ring Fit Adventure, they really just work you out. I heard it's like a real workout. I know? heard it's not. Well, you know what? I knew it, though. And it's a smashing success, and it's a good game. I think I that's knew cool. It. I knew it. Every time Nintendo releases one of these things, and people go, oh, this is some random shit. Nobody's going to buy It's a good game, apparently. Yeah. It makes people sweat. Yeah. You got to be fit to play that game. That's cool. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, it's a Pilates ring, so it kind of, like, you could just use it as a workout tool, yeah. but also it has, like, regimented workouts it could run you through, which is why I do I do have it coming. I have it shipped. Because um, I, I want to be fit. Well, the whole thing is, like, I there are certain days where I feel like I just don't have time to get to the gym, and it's going to be like my, well, this is better than doing nothing today. I'll say, like, apparently 30 people, minutes of that will people be... People are sweating. 
gonna make you sweat. You could put it on extreme, like a setting. It was hard. Where it just it basically the settings, from what I understand, just change the amount of reps it asks you to do. That's insane. I actually heard it was hard. That's like awesome. People, people who were fit, who are fit, they go in the extreme difficulties apparently, and they're like, "Listen, this is this is actually it's no going to make you sweat." Yeah, it's going to make you sweat. So I fully expect. I don't know. Keep playing this for like a year. Be ripped. You're going to be as ripped as that dragon. Yeah, be as ripped as the dragon, the bodybuilding dragon. Maybe that's the point. I think that is the point. Um. Oh, I see you've also played After Party. I started After Party. Is it okay? Uh, yeah, this is from Night School Studios, Uh, the people who made Oxenfree, if you're mm-hmm. familiar with that. Yeah, I do. It's very much the same kind of game. Uh, The setup for After Party is, uh, so it's a narrative game, like 2D side-scroller. It's very stylized. Um, the setup for After Party, Oxenfree was kind of more of like a murder mystery on an island adventure. Yeah. Uh, After Party, you're playing as two best friends who wake up in hell, ah. uh, and they don't know how they died, and they're trying to basically find their find out how they died, find their place in hell. Uh, what I do like about this is it's sort of, After Party's interpretation of hell, it kind of takes like a modern Dante's Inferno. Like, there are levels based go, off your sins. Yeah, based on the nine circles. But... Instead of it being like just just pure torture, torture rather torture, uh, the torture is like your nine to five. Yeah. It's like your job, and then uh, the rest I of the day it. you can do what you want, and like there's like people are partying, like Satan's at these parties at night, hanging out. Oh, so hell's kind of cool. It can be, but like during the day you gotta like I don't know, go get hung by your nipples and lashed. Oh, as your it's job. like that kind of like nine the to torture five. is your job. Oh, some of them are more mundane, but then you have a cool party after. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to get tortured by the nips. That's uh, not worth. That it. was a made up example. That's not worth it. I don't want to get my nips ripped off. Uh, I'm very early on, so I didn't want to like. Oh, uh, I just imagine somebody hanging by their nipples. That's on Game Pass, also actually. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I could play that. I got Game Pass. But it's on uh, PC and everything. Also, it's very it's cool. On Switch, I believe too. Ugh, I got. I can't get the image out of my mind. Here's I'm a, just hanging by the nipples. Here's a, <laughs> and then it's five o'clock, and the 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 Flintstones the, the whistle. Yeah, it's the Flintstones style whistle with the bird. It, no, but it's a little demon, and he goes, "It's a living." Yeah, he goes, eh, "It's a living." And then I go down the uh, the hellish brontosaurus. I always like when uh, games try to put their interpretation of hell yeah. in their own little spins. It's fun to see. I even like it more when Satan's just a cool guy. You when know, he's like, just trying to like not be. He's it. doing what he has to do, but like at the, it's like. At the party at night, he's like, yeah, we're all friends here. Yeah, we just torture, but you're, you're cool. You think, though, they're like, everyone's like ha- around having a drink, and Satan walks in, they're like, oh, great, here comes the boss. Yeah, it would. He goes, hey, guys, it's like the boss that tries to be cool, and you try like, to be cool when he comes over him. to the water cooler, and everybody shuts up. Yeah, and he goes, okay, guys, I'm one of you. You know, I'm just uh, maybe the boss, but I'm just one of the guys, you know what I'm saying? And you're just looking, uh, yeah, hey, Satan, like, what's mm, going on? Yeah, you guys see Game of Thrones? I'm just one of those employees. Yeah, you goes, uh, so you get to that Game of Thrones uh, episode last night? I like, like, Game of Thrones has been over for a year. Come on, guys, I'm uh, one of you. I'm one of the employees, you know? And he goes, Satan, please. And he goes, so what's with that weird uh, Watchmen show? And they're like, it's actually based off a comic book. Uh, I, th- I gotta go. <laughs> I, I gotta go. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna definitely do more of that. Uh, Check it out if it's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. So almost no, it's 20 bucks if we, you're buying it. We got a couple of games releasing next week, or this week, I should say. This is the release radar. Should I run it down? <laughs> for you? Yeah, that, that was my radar. You run sandwich. that down? Yeah, run it. Okay, uh, coming to console and PC for the week of uh, 
September, September, it's September. That's wrong. September fifteenth to twenty first. We're <laughs> gonna go back in time are, for those this dates one. are wrong. I didn't update that part of it. I it's apologize. all right. Just give me the uh, give me the dates. September, the week of November third. Third, yeah. So okay, uh, Black Sad Under the Skin comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on November fifth. Grip Combat Racing Rollers versus Airblades Ultimate Edition. That's a hell of a title. Comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on November fifth. Just Dance 2020 comes to PS4, Xbox One, Switch. No, this is not a typo. The Wii on the November Nintendo 5th. Wii. They uh, released their... Uh, this is the last one they're going to do. They released their reports for it, though, at the time. And it's it highly profitable. And this is the last one I think they're going to do. Wow, rip. Uh, last moonlighting one Wii. that Wii version. Wow. Uh, it's just not becoming realistic from a development tool standpoint. End of an era. Uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 comes to Switch in the U.S. on November 5th. Uh... I'm not going to buy that, but I'm going to watch it, mostly because we talked about on the show in the past that retro mode for a lot of the sports. Right. I think it looks delightful. Why doesn't anybody have body hair? What do you mean? Remember Mario Odyssey when he's at the beach? Because they shave. Because they're sportsmen. Then why Mario Odyssey when he's on the beach? Mario's got no body hair. Because they're sportsmen. What? He wants to be sleek in the water when he's swinging. I don't know about that. These guys are I pretty do know about that. big Italian. Because they talked about it at Waluigi's Barbecue. Because, you know, Toad gets a few too a, many in him. A, is this a sequel to the game? And he goes, Mario! Why don't you have any body hair? Is that a good Toad? <laughs> it sounds like he's just more concerned than anything, but I know he's asking it just in a normal <laughs> That's also voice. a drunk Toad. <laughs> That's also just toad completely off his rocker. Yeah, he's fucking hammered. He has the, he goes to meetings, you know. And that? it's and it's really yeah. No, I was gonna say it's really awkward too because you know toad's supposed to be going to the meeting. He has that he twenty year chip in his pocket, yeah. but he's fucking slammed. But he's clearly he's clearly sloshed. And you just want him to get healthy for his kids. It's all for the benefit of the kids. Um, Mario and the Sonic, though, this actually looks pretty good. Yeah. They put a lot of TLC into They put the games. work in these. Compared to what it used to be when it came on the Wii, it's like night and day. It's, it's unfortunate like that technology. I know what Eggman's nipples look like, but. Why is Negman a body hair? Because he's a sportsman. He has a gigantic mustache. None of that makes sense. Because he's a sportsman. Because <laughs> he, he's a champion. Because he wants to be a fucking winner. Need for Speed. Need for Speed Heat uh, comes to Origin Access and EA Access on November 5th. So if you have either of those things, um, we'll talk about some of the EA yeah, I was going to say, I have, I have a question about that yeah, later. We'll get to that. Uh, Planet Zoo comes to PC on November 5th. Red Dead Redemption 2 finally arrives on PC November 5th. What platform is that coming out on? Is it Steam? I, on, I didn't see it on Steam. It's not going to be on Steam right away. Uh, I, it's yeah, coming to Steam in it. December. It's just going to be a client? It's going to... Well, there's a Rockstar client? client, but it's also coming to... Uh, there is a Rockstar client. The, it's new. We talked about it on the show. We did? Where we do news. The Rockstar, Rockstar client. Yeah, it launched kind of out of nowhere. How long ago? Uh, a few weeks ago. Oh! Month, month or two ago. I remember this story. Mm-hmm. That was really random. Yeah, it was out of nowhere. Uh, Rockstar. Um, it's also coming to uh, the Epic Store. Cool. Uh, but that. it will come to Steam in December. Wow, it's, not it's on the Epic Store. Uh, I can't. Nope. All right. That's man. a no. That's up to you, I guess. Steam only. Uh, there's some exclusive in-game stuff if you buy it on the Rockstar Store, though. Just so oh, of course, because, yeah. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition comes to PC, PS4, and Xbox One November 5th. That's the last one. That is the most recent one, yeah. Yeah. That is okay. three. Is it, it was supposed to end there, though, right? Uh, this it feels like the natural capper, and I did think they say it's kind of all right, all right, all right. Because right. uh, I, I believe when I talked about it, I, I think I may have done a written review for this for a site at some point. Uh, I described it as forgettable. Whoop! Uh, sorry, Laura. Sorry, Laura. Death Stranding comes to the PlayStation Four on November eighth. Why did you write pre-order Death Stranding? Because uh, I take this release list from Games Radar. Oh, okay. 
credit to Games Radar. I was going to say, you just uh, showed me the Willy Wonka secret ingredient. Well, I always thought you just... It's just a list of releases. Just... Oh, yeah? Yeah? They do all the work for me. Oh, well, that's very nice of them. Uh, Disney Tsum Tsum Festival comes to Switch on November 8th. Yeah! They, uh, in, uh, J- in Japan, you can get a Switch for this. You know that? For, oh, I saw this. The customized like the purple Switch. and pink. Yeah, they official colors. official release only in Japan. They have very nice colors in Japan for these... They do. Um, this is what I'm into right now. Layton's Mystery Journey, uh, Catrelli and the Millionaire's Conspiracy comes to Switch on November 8th. I'm ready Hell for Layton. Title. Hell of a title. This is his first title. On the Switch, right? Yeah. Uh, Hell of a um, title. I think once I finally got into... I didn't ever dabble in Layton much. Very fun. But I think once I very much got into the Phoenix Wright stuff, I was like, I think I'm ready for Layton. Very same kind of... So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna get this. I'm going to dive in. Replace the VA with, uh, instead of courtroom stuff, it's just puzzles. It actually comes out just in time that it's probably going to be what I'm playing on the plane. This is actually... When I go on my trip. This is actually, I believe, a port. Yeah, it is. This is a port from the 3DS version. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's cool to see that it's on the Switch. That's cool. Because it is, it is kind of officially going to be the first Layton on the Switch. Uh, the You Europeans are finally going to get Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 uh, on the 8th. It's a little behind. That's all right. And uh, did I already say Need for Speed? Yeah, you did. The heat's coming back. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Because that was the EA Access and Origin Access release oh. date. Uh, Need for Speed Heat officially hits PC, PS4, and Xbox One on the 8th. I thought it was just a return to heat. <laughs> and uh, New Super Lucky's Tale hits Switch on November 8th. New Super Lucky's Tale. Yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna look up the box art for this. Same really as the old Super Lucky's Tale. I'd, Why is it new? I'm, I'm kidding. That's just the title. Lucky, what's, what's happening? Let's see this for a second. Yep, Check it's a fox. Out. I've yeah, seen Lucky yeah, before. Yeah, I've seen Lucky. Yep. You know him. I know Lucky. You love him. Um, that's a good radar. I heard Red Dead Redemption 2 is completely wonderful on the PC. I have no doubt. Which I was, was not unsurprising. Wonderful on the console. I, yeah, there you go. Maybe I'll actually play it. Got him. Maybe. I, I'm, it's a long game. It is a long, it's very long. I game. heard it was very long. It takes its time. It, it, it didn't turn me up. If I know a game is a bona fide 10 and you just got to play through a very long story, I want to make sure that I have, you have this, the time. nothing. And let me tell you, 2019 has kicked my ass with good titles. It has. There's so many. It's crazy. There's been less titles overall than in years and past. And they're longer. But everything was a banger. These titles are long, though. They take at least maybe 15 to 20. I mean, definitely. Like, that Death Stranding, it's a banger. No divisiveness there. It's going to be game of the year. It won't. It yeah, won't. I love- <laughs> Will it, though? If only Will the viewers could see my... The listeners could see my face when you my said that. My intellect is so high... That I not will not only will be able to understand every aspect of this game, but I will give it game of the year Eric, for the why public. Why don't we bounce on into the news? All right. Uh, you hinted at a story. You laid some some traps. EA, they're coming back to Steam, baby. That's not surprising. No. Uh, so EA Origins is sunsetting. Not surprising. Uh, thank God. Surely, uh, EA games are returning to Steam, starting with Jedi Fallen Order, which you can pre-order there right now. I'm waiting for... Uh, Apex Legends is going to make its way over there. They I'm waiting for Uplay to make the move in about a year. Uh, EA Access uh, will be available on Steam in some sense. They haven't really laid out how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, but to my knowledge, anything you bought on EA Origins is not going to make its way over to Steam. Nope. They didn't even say it. Which it worked the reverse way when EA Origins originally launched. So that's well, why Uplay works the same bonkers. way. Uplay works the same way. If you were yeah. to buy Siege when I bought Rainbow Six, it just opened up Uplay. Yeah. Like it transferred. So it's kind of weird. But it's not going to, like, it's not like Origin's going to launch now if you buy it on Steam. It's not going to work that way. It's a little disappointing 
Because you do want to have a nice, healthy market. Totally, but Origins was a bad launcher. Origins sucked. It, That's the only difference. Terrible. It sucked. I'm curious to see where Uplay is going to go, with, especially with the Ubisoft Pass. But the Ubisoft Pass also sucks. Also, the idea that... Uh, so it doesn't matter. EA Access is Where's going go? to work on Steam tells me that they've signed some sort of exclusivity deal with Steam in the long term. Which is good. Good. Just go back. The... I am completely okay with the Epic Game Store staying because it clearly has a market. It clearly has traction. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm clearly fine with Steam because why not? But yeah, Origins. The not thing good. is, like, it Epic is such a it's not a great platform. Case by case basis because they were put in a position where they had the money to burn. Yeah. To build that infrastructure, and now it's paid off. And they had the Battlefield audience. They did totally, totally. It just died I mean, off after uh, time. Oh, oh, yeah. Origin. Origin, yeah. Origin. I'm sorry. I was a little no, that's right. brain working in reverse there. Uh, on the bigger news front stuff of the day, BlizzCon. BlizzCon happened. It did. It did not implode. It did not implode. Go figure. Um, however you feel about this stuff, we're here to talk about the games that were shown. I'm pretty... I'm pretty disappointed in the general public's stance. It flips so fast. Because they're full of shit. I think that's so... I think it's pretty disappointing to see that Blizzard announces some really cool stuff, and then all of a sudden it's just, okay. Where's where's that Diablo and Overwatch? It it kind of floated me in the sense where, like, I'm keeping an eye on it because we're in the games media side of things. Yeah, of course. Of course. But, like, I almost... And I think I expressed this to you in one of our groups at some point. I'm like, I feel really bad that, like, I am still kind of on the fence about whether, like... When the time comes, I don't know if I'm going to feel comfortable buying into these games. Yeah. And they look so good. No, that's the thing. I, and I feel it, bad for the people that are working hard making them. Well, Because they don't make thing, these decisions. It's one thing to talk about it and say, hey, this looked epic. It does. A lot of what they showed looks incredible. Which is it what we're does. here to do. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It does look incredible. I'm not in a comfortable spot with Blizzard. I want to get that right now. I want to get that off my chest out oh, front. You, yeah, it's just neither. I just think that it's surprising. Actually, no, it's not surprising. It's not surprising at all. It's disappointing. How quickly people just immediately just vote with their wallet for them on the tip of a hat to just say, oh, wow, you know what? Okay. And it's not, it's what, it's another thing to say, okay, well, what the hell do you want them to do? You know, they're, they're a big corporation. I get it. You know, what do they have to do? They have to beg and plead on their hands. What do you want to see? No, I just want them to give the guys fucking job back and just reinstate or at least offer a public apology because to the commentators the, that they fired. This was one of our topics, but we can kind of get to the bottom of that now while it's while the iron's hot, so they say. Yeah. Um, that apology. There was an apology launched at the end of the keynote, which felt really half-assed to me. It was. It was because, a PR. Yeah. If PR you, apology. If you were truly sorry, there would have been no ban at this point. And genuinely, they would have apologized for the commentators that they fired. Yeah. Which they did not. And offered them their jobs back. And offered them their jobs back. Um, all they did was that Say, they talked we'll about be better now. themselves. Yeah. Which is indicative to a corporation just not giving a shit. And it's indicative it's a PR to grab. the uh, the story they're trying to write in the, the annals of history. Yeah. And am I annoyed at the... Con- I'm not annoyed at the employees. I have read accounts of those employees. It's pretty... Um, what are they... It's pretty heavy waters for them because... Nobody was looking forward to BlizzCon. They can't even go to work these days without getting harassed. They're just worried about how this is all going to look. Even, like, I think it almost attests to the, uh... At one point during the Overwatch 2 demonstration, uh, somebody yelled free Hong Kong. Yeah. And Jeff Kaplan, Kaplan just goes kind of, I need to pretend I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... 
come on. It's kind of like a joke. And people looked at... I feel like there were two types of people. Um, One who went to BlizzCon... Who already knew? Who already knew they they didn't give a shit? They didn't care about the yeah. whole lot. It, and it's not, it's not what it's not to say they don't give a shit about Hong Kong because those are two different issues. But you knew that there were going to be people who were just looking for Brack to say something. Yeah, just say something. It didn't matter to to sway them. They were going to be swayed anyways. But totally. so long as he just said, "I'm sorry," they'd be like, "Okay, no problem, no problem." Bro. Oh well, yeah, no, he Thank apologized, you. so we're Thank good you. now. Yeah, it's like nah. And you had the other people who, yeah, just wanted some of the limelight, but were also saying, you know what, no. Like, it's not cool. Like, absolutely not. And then you had me going, oh, man, I feel really bad because Diablo 4 looks so good. It does. I I watched every single trailer that we're about to talk about right now, and I said, damn, that looks hype. It looks excellent. It looks amazing. Props to the teams. However, yeah, when it comes to Brack and the again, overall team, it doesn't change my the, opinion The situation we're in, it doesn't change how hard these people are working on these games that look phenomenal. Absolutely not. In fact, it's a testament to how hard they're working with such heavy and, pressure um, on them. Which is great. If we want to start with Overwatch 2, yeah. um, I think it very much looked like a game that they were told you need to show this this year all of a sudden. Oh, absolutely. The only thing that I know for a fact they didn't... They were showing tech demos they didn't on prep the stage. For the, yeah, the only thing I know for a fact that they didn't prep for this was Diablo 4, but we can talk about that in a moment. Yeah. Um, so starting with Overwatch, Overwatch 2, 2 uh, yeah. it's very much real. We saw a cinematic um, that sort of shows the, the narrative bits of it, because a lot yeah, of the leaks yeah. we had been hearing about were real. Um... It's adding a PvE element, uh, which, which is interesting. People who played the demos are purporting is sort of like a Left 4 Dead with Overwatch characters type deal, which that's the thing that kind of intrigues me more than anything else. It's in, I want to see more. I want to see more of it, yeah. Which I know they could only show a tech which demo because... Th- you know, they showed but. multiple tech demos for different characters to show how their abilities will work because in the PvE end of it, um, they talked about how abilities are going to be upgradable. And they're different. And there's, see, there's branching PvE, skill yeah. trees... Um, they showed one, for example, which I still like the naming of it. They showed how you can combine abilities for starters. They showed for Torbjorn, um, they showed off an ability where they're like, okay, so this ability makes it so his mini turret is now a flamethrower. Yep. And then you can branch that with his ability that makes it so instead of one turret, he puts down three smaller turrets, which the name of that ability was my babies, which I think is hilarious. I think it's pretty funny. Um, I like that little my babies. Yeah. They showed off some stuff from Hanzo from Genji. Uh, a lot of the characters have some pretty unique looking redesigns. Some of them are a little bit more basic. Gen- Genji has a hoodie now. Yeah, just to, just to really show because the cyborg. Because he was cold. Well, the cyborg uh, ninja needs it. Mm-hmm. Need a little hoodie. That's how you know things are serious. Here's a weird thing I wanted to bring up. If they could have seen, if they had a little bit more time to see where this uh, political turmoil was going, do you think May would have been such a big part of this? Yes, I think she would have. Yeah. Still? May was very popular. Mm hmm. I mean, she she is popular as a character design because she was very instrumental in that launch. Maze Bay, too. May was May's my Bay. Bay. No, I don't disagree that May's great. Maze Bay. No, I'm saying um, she's just popular. Yeah. Um, but the trailer was pretty cool. We saw yeah. uh, Winston Tracer and May dropping down in Paris for a mission, at which point uh, Genji shows up to save their their arses. Uh, <laughs> at which point Genji just shows up. Which, uh, if anyone was wondering, there is already an edit of that video uh, where it cuts to Winston going. Genji, and then he goes, I need healing. <laughs> I like it. But the the whole difference with this, though, compared to the uh, base Overwatch is that the PvE areas will be the one that costs $60. That's behind the wall. All the yeah. PvP stuff still coming to Overwatch 1. Yeah, everything's still there in Overwatch 1. So if you do have Overwatch 1 and you just want to keep it the PvP, you're going to you get have no that. reason to play Overwatch 2. You don't need to pay a thing. I would imagine, which is great, if not at the starting season, 
I'd imagine at some point the new cosmetics are going to start to be locked on wall. I agree with that too. There's going to, they have to put more to justify people spending it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And it'll probably be good for maybe, yeah, to your point, maybe a first season or two. Yeah. Uh, but then they'll have one big event and it's going to link the PVE to the PVP probably in just cosmetics, like you said, or just maybe themes. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be able to play one or the other. I have a feeling. And there is a new um, PVP mode called yep. Push coming uh, and it's going to be part of Overwatch League. They said uh, it's basically TF2's it, payload. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Just payload. Well, you wait, hold on. So it's a little players, bit more complicated. Version. It's escorting a robot. There's a robot that like, pushes a barricade. He's pushing a barricade instead of rather than a payload. Okay. There's one robot on the map. Each team has a barricade. Okay, that's the difference. They need to right, get right, the right. robot and have him going in their direction, pushing it. Okay, so it's not payload. It's just like a so, tug of war. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. that's cool. I like that. It's more of a tug of war, yeah. And they even said like uh, a lot of the existing maps that they're uh, the the newer maps are bigger than any maps they've ever done. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the current stuff they're working with uh, push doesn't even use the whole map because mm -hmm. the maps are just so large. Mm -hmm. And they showed off Toronto as one of the new maps, which looks interesting. Okay. That works. Um, so yeah, I saw a little bit of the deeper dives on that stuff. Uh, but I think it looks really cool. The, some of the character redesigns look really cool. Uh, Reinhardt looks a little more grizzled. He's a little grizzly He's man. He's got a bigger beard. I love the good old Reinhardt Grizzle. Mm -hmm. He's a cool character. I like him. Um, I'm kind of... I mean, I haven't played Overwatch, honestly, in maybe about a year and a half, two years. Probably about the same for me. Uh... I mean, I'd go back to it just to play it, but I would never buy the PvE. There's nothing right now that's swaying me to Until go I there see, yet. I need to see more, the and they know that. The prospect of PvE is interesting to me. Yes. I always thought the world of Overwatch was cool. If we see more of it, and it looks cool, it could reach a point where it would be enough for me. Yeah, and they didn't even have time They didn't have time to probably show more. I imagine that over time, there's going to be a lot more details coming would, out about would, why you're going to spend $60 I on I also would like bet that. you, by the way... Um, Say you buy Overwatch 2, mm -hmm. I bet you the the Overwatch 1 looks for the characters are going to be like legacy skins for people who owned Overwatch 1. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I'm sure vice versa. They're going to give you some Overwatch 2 stuff for people who own it. Um, totally. Absolutely. But yeah, I'm curious to see what else they're going to you know, basically tie it behind the paywall. It's only natural. I mean, they, they got to justify people spending $60. Totally. So we'll see. But it's cool. Um, uh, we'll say World of Warcraft because we can kind of touch upon it quick. Because neither of Fuck us, are, that cinematic. Neither of us are active World of Warcraft players that we have played a lot in the past. No, but I like the lore. Oh, that's why I was saying I want to talk about it some. Yeah. Uh, the new expansion is officially called Shadowlands. And the Shadowlands. It's the thing everybody kind of thought it was going to be for a while. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that cinematic. I don't like. I oh okay. Cool as I love all Blizzard cinematics. They're always. I phenomenal. adore them. Diablo especially, which we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. Godlike, absolutely oh, godlike. It had me like on the edge. Of the I, seat. I was like bowing. I, I, if I had the opportunity, I would bow down in front of all the designers. It's godlike. It was incredible. One of the best things I've ever seen. This cinematic was cool. It's such bullshit. I don't like it. I hate Sylvanas. Have Get you, her out of here. That's kind of where they're going with it, though. That's what. They, that's what they've always been going. No, no, with but it. like now, like the the build is hit somewhere. Well, yes, but it's it's now we see it's still kind of paint scheme. by numbers. It's still kind of paint well, by numbers. Well, now we kind of understand style. the idea of like I don't know if this was always in mind, but now we see what Sylvanas was quote unquote building towards. Yeah, and it's great. I like it. I dig. You know, you, you got to go only one place in these MMOs. You got to go up. There's always going to be another evil somewhere that Which you got to deal with. Wow has kind of been waning on, whereas like we've talked about in the past, Final Fantasy. Uh, 14 has been succeeding upon itself because not only do they call back on other story elements but they expand upon it and make in fascinating concerted ways. E yeah they make a concerted effort to make it um 
flow and also have it make sense. I've been getting more and more pulled into uh, that world, whereas I feel like the last few years, WoW has been not succeeding it's on that only, one is going up and the other is going down um and it, i think it's a testament to the writing because you it's know it's a what? testament to how long wow's been around too it is no wow's been around for more than a decade you know that's just the way it is uh final fantasy didn't start coming out until what 2011 2012 yeah yeah so it didn't start being good until shortly after that it did, yeah exactly it, it took a couple of years even after that to get good but um yeah it's hard it's not easy you know i know it's not easy to write it's just especially we're getting for- it's like writing comic books at this point. Like you're you're uh, sort of inheriting this world that has years of lore that you have to be mindful of while also doing something new. Yeah, but wow, especially. I mean, the second they hit, the second they hit Cataclysm, because Deathwing was kind of his own guy. Like they, it wasn't like a precursor to Warcraft or anything. No, no, he was like a, a god. And then you Garrosh, who was also established in WoW and some other character. It's just at this point with Shadowlands, it's building up to look like Sylvanas is the biggie bad. Along with some other titans or whatever, Eldritch, whatever creatures are in the background. uh, For anyone who is familiar with WoW, or what we're building to is Sylvanas has been up to some bad shit for a while now. For literally an expansion and a half. Yeah, yeah. and they've sort of come to answer this question of why Sylvanas been causing so much death. Maybe that was always the point, and it was. Is kind of the big reveal Uh, as you barge into the Shadowlands. Sylvanas has essentially barged into the Lich King's domain, kicked the shit out of him. Destroyed the barrier between life and death, and invited the Shadowlands into Azeroth, and we now find out um, one of the bigger, more unknown sections of the the afterlife of the world of world of the titular world of Warcraft, the Shadowlands. One of the areas is the Maw, which uh, even people who are there know very little about, and it is ruled by an entity um, called the Jailer, uh, who it appears Sylvanas has been in league with all this time, and the Jailer's power grows through death. So the more death Sylvanas would cause, Sylvanas' power would also grow, right. which is how she was able to essentially defeat the Lich King. Well, at least it's make what we're assuming. That's what we're assuming. That's what we've been told right at this yeah, point. Yeah, so that's what we're assuming right now to, until the story's there. And that's fine. It's just like, you know, you're raised on the Lich King being such a big bad a lot of times. And even in Wrath of the Lich King, that expansion, basically there's another one. Harthus gets dethroned. You got Bolivar. He's kind of containing the power. And Sylvanas just strolls up to his home, slaps him. And breaks his shit, and then it's says, like, "Yeah, I'm doing this." Bitch. She literally goes up there and just says, "I'm doing this," and she rips the crown in half. I think it was cool. It was a great cinematic. But there are some there are some uh, diehard fans out there who are absolutely going nuts because it makes no sense for them. And even if it does end up with that Sylvanas Which is why they power, have to immediate come out. Oh, they have. Well, to. that's no that they've already have. Oh, they, they actually revealed all happened. that. Maybe it was from the day after where they did. I didn't see. Well, any no, it was for it the um, our friend Nick always buys the digital ticket. Yeah, he came over here and uh, they actually his revealed all of it. And I watched the longer form streams so, yeah. with him, so, and yeah. that's what they said happened. Yeah, they they had to because they knew <laughs> they probably knew that people would lose it. Yeah. They delved into a little bit of how the game's gonna work. Uh, there's some smart changes, I think. I would say just kill it after this. The the leveling from what they described, you're gonna be working through the four zones of the Shadowlands. Mm. Um. Learning, borrowing the powers of these four covenants that rule over the Shadowlands. And when you hit max level, you will be able to choose a covenant power to keep going into the mall to fight. Um, Which they didn't thought, basically shared, which I thought was interesting. Going on your alts after that, once you have one character at the new level cap, which there's a level squish. It's now 50 to 60. Everyone who's at 120 is being brought to 50. Mm -hmm. Um, Stats are not changing, but levels are changing. Basically, once you have a character there, if you go into one of your alts... You can go through the zones now in any order you want, um, and you can choose your covenant at the start. 
cool. Because you're already familiar with them, you know what they are, you don't need to learn them. Mm-hmm. It's going, I want to work for these guys. And you don't ha- necessarily have to do the story account- content. You can just kind of go through all four zones, level at your own pace. Cool. Which is neat. I like that. Um, do you think it should end after this? I know it won't. If it feels like it won't, if it feels like a good capper, I would say sure. I think they should stop, but not. They're not gonna because it's gonna make the no. millions anyways. But um, as long as story wise, I don't know how many times there's gonna be a big bad in the world in uh in Azeroth or just after this the world jailer, where do you go? But here's the thing, like yeah, who who is the jailer also? Because there's gonna be a court case, like who is the jailer serving to go, or who is that guy serving to go in the supernatural? It seems weird to me because in my head somewhere. After a lot of the uh, Battle for Astral stuff happened, I always thought there was this natural... After Legion, rather. Hmm. I always thought this there was this natural sort of like, well, we've been to space now, so maybe we leave Azeroth. Yeah, maybe but Maybe that's happened. how you keep it going. That's why I love Burning Crusade. They just said, you know what? No. We're going to go to the Outlands. Yeah. Let's just go somewhere. And that was cool. Um, but yeah, where do you go? It's like... Hey, this they even st- went back in time. This whole it's story like, arc... Where are you going to uh, go? Kind of seems like... Uh, an excuse to sort of do a wow best of. I thought that the because um, in in the longer live stream they talk about each of the um, the zones in depth. Yeah. And they say, okay, this zone. I don't remember the names of the zones. I apologize for that. I didn't write it. I should have written it down. Um, the first zone is sort of where like law-abiding people who are proud go, and they're like an example of someone who went there. Who you will meet in your travels is Uther. Uther. That's where Uther resides. The paladin. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. I like Uther. And they sort of did that for each zone, talked about a different character who it made sense to go. Like, there was one that is basically, like, the hell. And, like, an example of somebody who went there is, uh, I believe, I believe the character's name is Sar- Sardaka, uh, Thrall's mother. Oh. She's there. All right. And you'll encounter her. Thrall mama. Yeah, I, I literally don't remember the character's name. Thrall but. mother. Um, Thrall. Nope. Mama Thrall. Nope. You can meet Mama Thrall. That's uh cool. yeah, moving on. Wow, if you're into Wow, awesome. I I hope you guys have fun with that. Uh, Hearthstone Battlegrounds, real quick. Yeah. This was inevitable. It's Blizzard's take on auto chess. Um, it's an eight player, uh, mode that is very much about like weaning down players and then eventually taking on each other. It lives in Hearthstone proper, so it's not going to be its own launcher. And that hits open beta on November twelfth. Very cool. Uh, for anyone who's interested. Uh, I believe if you have the digital ticket, it opens a little bit earlier. Oh, that's that's neat. Uh, Overwatch 2 we talked about. Uh, let's talk about Diablo. Diablo is awesome. Diablo's so good, man. They had these guys. Diablo Immortal. Jesus. Um, yeah, Forzen. It's cool. It looks different. It looks. Plays different. It looks like they're paying homage to 2 in a lot of ways, yeah, which makes sense. Because they knew. Well, even. even um, And 3 worked in the end. I 3 with three. the Reaper of Souls expansion. Once, they fixed it. They once fixed the that auction game. house was closed, once Reaper of Souls hit, yeah, I, I would fell s- in love with I Diablo would say, 3. If anybody even asked me today, should I get Diablo 3 on like a Switch or a P, I would say, yeah. Now's the time. Yeah, I, would say. I mean, it's cheap. I, I would absolutely. It's still a good game. You finally bought it on Switch. We talked about I, it. On I the did show when it came out, yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Game's great. Um. This looks incredible. I yeah. I would encourage even those who are not a fan of Diablo, I don't, who doesn't who don't even give a rat's ass, look up the trailer for this. I'm not even kidding. It's beautiful. And I do. It's, it's absolutely jaw dropping. Oh, like some of the lighting stuff and the darkness. It looks so good. It, it's so. It's good. Like these are the kind of things that I know cost millions of dollars to make, and took a while. I w- I wouldn't even care. Spend a decade, make a movie, and uh, I would adore it. Again, that was one of the things of like seeing some of these environments. Uh. 
beyond the trailer even like uh again our friend nick and i sat here we watched an hour we watched the hour-long panel about diablo 4 mm-hmm. and they showed a lot of the concept art what went into creating like coming up with the classes they were going to settle on it all looks so good it just it looks great um they have five classes right now but they, they show three. three druid barbarian sorceress uh the druid's a little different i don't think they ever had a druid in diablo before they did they did went two two oh well there you um, go my my ignorance is showing um yeah they had druid in two but this one looks cool well, here's the thing Turned to a bear. Uh, that uh, they showed off in the hour-long stuff. They showed off the what they call seamless uh, transformations, Ooh. which in two people really liked a lot of the transformations, which is like, I turn into a bear and I slam down. Now those transformations are seamless. Yeah, yeah. You can set up your combos so it's like, this attack happens in my bear form. So it's like, as you're attacking, you'll turn into a bear and hit up. Yep. Likewise, if you just like the way you look as a bear, the way you perform as a bear, <laughs> you, you like can, the way you, you look, know, you can always be a bear. Yep. You can always be a wolf. Yep. Um, it's a werebear and a werewolf, technically. Yeah, and I think um, in Diablo 2 is just like inheriting like the spirit yeah. of a bear or something, because, or like a temp transformation. Yeah, because, just... and you do have uh, like minions still. You have like your wolf companions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the druid looks phenomenal. He looks awesome. Just as a character. Barring something way cooler, that would be my top-notch choice in Diablo Totally. 4. He looks amazing. Unless the other two classes, like, Blow rock my water, socks which off. Which I don't even know what they'd be at this They point. may. You know, you already have three. The Barbarian and the Sorceress also, also look good. I mean, the setup for Diablo 4 is it's it's decades after Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. Lilith has come to Earth. Yep. She is sort of the connection, the like, in biblical lore, even, that humans have to demons. Yep. Um... In response to this, as well as a few other things, heaven has closed its gates. So by that logic, you can't really have a crusader. Nope. Because they borrow their power from heaven. It's going to be interesting. Um, so now you get the down and dirty classes. Yeah. Love these. Which is very... An impossible expansion they could always do at the end of Diablo 4. Heaven reopens its gates and the crusader comes in in an expansion. I wonder... I don't think they're going to bring back Witch Doctor. I have a feeling they wouldn't. Because I already have a sorceress. I would like the Necromancer back. Yeah. Perfectly I, well, they had Necromancer in 3. They brought him. It was an expansion. It was an expansion, but they had him. Yeah. And now, you know, they packaged a game where you you have him. Like, you know, it's not like it's not behind an expansion game, but they just have it. Um, I'd be okay with another Necromancer just showing up again, but I don't want, a like, a witch doctor. or, like, a demon hunter? Um, they may just show off a paladin, but maybe not a paladin. You can't have a crusader. I would think a demon hunter. Yeah. He'd be the down and dirty, like, I'm doing anything I can to fight. I don't know. These, it's difficult. I think, these but... evil curs. I don't know. I'm more of a I'm a Druid fan now. Um, one of the things though is that they do have PvP mode in this, and yeah, there's not going to be an offline mode anymore. No. Um, I did read about this. It's uh, kind of bonkers. It's a little wacky. Um, so instead, what's going to happen is that you do have to be online every single time to play this game, which is what three did initially when it first came out. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, this did happen when three first this released. This is in the auction house days. Yeah, people did not like it. No. Which is why I'm very curious as to why. They're still doing it in this way. They might have way. worked out the kinks of that, though. Fine. I just don't think that if you're going to market it as a single-player experience, you should have an online-only mode for it. Because you can't. You just can't do I online. I have a strong offline. feeling that'll change. I, no, absolutely. It did... Well, it did for three. That's the thing. Exa- I it think history's about to repeat itself. Um, I just think it's so curious as to why they would pursue that again. But maybe well, there is a good reason for it. Say, the outcry about that is not nearly as volatile as it was at the no, time. No, well, because the game was breaking when 3 came out yeah, with it. It, it wasn't even the problem. Launch day was a nightmare. Yeah, no, that Diablo wasn't 3. ever... What was it? Error 37? Error 47? Whatever. It, 
the online mode wasn't even a problem. It was because the game wasn't working. It was one of the worst launch days I've ever seen yeah. for a game. Um, but for that this one, for this one, I'm curious to see why it is. Um, because there's no party requirements. Like you don't need to be in a party to play the game. You can play it by yourself on private server. So I'm just curious as to why it just has to be online only. Um, mm-hmm. not a fan of it. I'm gonna admit. I I don't like those. Uh, especially because I've already gotten used to three. Three's yeah. just offline. It's like you already gave me something that's really good. And also, for the record, like when three it's came a to weird. Switch, always online would have defeated the goddamn purpose. It, it, exactly. That's what I mean. It's just kind of weird. They're gonna go back right, on they it. They came to Switch much later. They will go back much, on it. There has to be a reason why they're doing this, whether to collect data or something. But um, yeah, who knows? Let's see. Uh, it looks worth, awesome, though. Also worth noting, what looked really cool. Uh, they showed off one of the. Uh, this is beyond the PvP. This is more of like a. PVE element. They showed off one of these uh, sort of community bosses mm-hmm. that they were talking about, which are like these huge fucking bosses where like ten people are fighting it at once. That's cool. And it was like this giant demon coming out of the ground, and they showed like ten players just kind of swarming it and working together to take it down, and it looked really cool. It's also notable to uh, bring up that the terrain and the overall map, the structure has changed compared to what Diablo used to be. Instead of just being kind of a flat terrain, now there's going to be hillsides, there's going to be cliffs, there are actually going to be traversable areas of the map that make it feel more alive and have depth to it rather than just being a flat land. Um, So I think that's awesome. I think it looked crazy cool. Like, you can walk up hill. It's a big deal because it just wasn't really there. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I would encourage people, if you're even remotely interested in Diablo or not, check it out. It's... It's just really cool, and it looks great. Um, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, props to the team for this, too. As a corporation, Blizzard could just try not sucking. You know, how hard because would that be? their teams are still... Their teams are still hard great. at work. Yeah, they're still the best talent in the biz, and they still have this shit overlord. It, it was nice to see, like, in spite of this, being, like, walking out, like, having a bad taste in my mouth still about Blizzard, seeing that, like... The teams internally have not compromised their quality. Like, a Blizzard game still means something somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere under all the muck. Yeah, very true. Uh, minor news, Amazon does block the sale of unauthorized Nintendo products. This came from Game Industry Biz. This is like my crack cocaine Which, yeah, on the I, week now. I love I reading have, these um, articles. I'm very much, I don't even know if I should say this on the show, but I'm very much, like, I was logging back into Game Industry Biz a lot this week, because mm-hmm. uh, I've had my account there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of my main sources, that site in particular, for yeah. finding gaming jobs. It's, it's some good stuff. That's kind of why I was back on there. I was back in the job boards. Yeah. Uh, no, Game Industry Biz, I love it. It's like my crack cocaine during the week. They, they have... Optimizer. Oh, well. Um, the this is written by James Bachelor though. Uh, yeah, Amazon just now for third party sellers of even secondhand games or just uh tech or what was I gonna say merchandise? What all oh, hardware? There we go. I was like, sweet, uh, sweet hardware. Um, you need approval now, so you can't just sell it if you're a third party. That being said, you only need approval if you're trying to sell first party Nintendo products. Apparently, if you're trying to sell third party games that are on the Switch, you can just do that freely still. You don't need approval. So it has to do about like accessories. It just has to do with this accessories and licensing. Which Hori is one of the few third yes. parties that are approved. Hori was the very first one that I thought of. Yeah. Um, because they make a lot of stuff like that's technically third party, but will have like Mario or Link on it. They're well made. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just it. Hori has Nintendo's approval to make accessories. Yeah. It's not like a Mad Cat's controller where they just slap something. It's like they actually can. So, yeah. Um, but that's that. Spider Verse sequel compared to uh, sequel confirmed for April 2022. Here's one of the things when I cool. saw you slip this in here I want to talk yeah, about. I did. Uh, that teaser is really quick. It flashes a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, people have been picking it apart, and it seems to confirm one of my favorite Spider-Man ever. Say 70s it. Japanese TV Spider-Man. So cool. Love it. I Well, they, they um, showed it in the other one, didn't they? 
they talked they teased it a little they bit. they teased it for a moment um but it definitely looks like he's gonna be a part of this one can't wait they're um, probably gonna film an actual person i really hope i so. know they will too just knowing them or use a snippet from the show at some point yeah they're probably just the gonna incorporate point is, it it's gonna like be so a lot funny. of the spider-verse comics like if for anyone who's unfamiliar in the 70s marvel made a deal with cybon the people who make power rangers to produce uh shows about their characters which resulted in them making versions of their characters that are almost unrecognizable and kind of amazing. Uh, the Japanese TV Spider-Man from the 70s is not photographer Peter Parker bitten by a radioactive spider. Uh, I apologize. Maybe you could look this up. I don't actually remember his name. Uh, he's a teenage uh, motorbike, uh, professional motorbike rider who gets a transfusion of alien blood and gains spider powers and basically a megazord called Leopardon. <laughs> What? it's so good what? i have a lot of these episodes saved somewhere i should send them to you with subtitles at some point they're so amazing hilarious. it's pretty hilarious um it was a wacky time yeah but uh, that's pretty hype that these are even gonna be in the movie i hope it's just i hope it's reshoots of, i hope uh, leopardon is in the, the yeah, movie absolutely um extra life happened yesterday uh for those who don't know what it is we kind of talked about last week basically yeah. like a 24-hour gaming event um that a lot of organizations both inside and outside the industry um like to participate in you donate to children's hospitals in north america pretty november's cool. kind of like when it's on the upswing like extra life is happening but it's worth yeah. noting it's happening all the time yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you can check it out. Um, more time prevailing. We probably want to do something next year. Thank you for correcting me on that. Yeah, Extra Life is an ongoing and active organization, but Game Day is just known to be in early November um, on the second. It was or at least yesterday. And that's when a lot of bigger organizations. Yeah. It's really, kind of like a day of play. That's when they do their 24-hour stream. There are yeah. always extra live streams happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you are ever curious about it, I would highly encourage you to go to those organizational websites. Um, if you can, donate it's if you haven't kids. already. Yeah, it's all for the kids. Um, so if you didn't get the chance to you know tune into any of the streams of your favorite people, uh, go ahead and uh, tune in and um, donate if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so. pretty much it. Yeah, I got nothing in the realm of games. Uh, yeah, we talked about all our bigger stuff. Here's a topic: Is Blizzard's half-ass apology enough? No, thank it's you, not. Rich. Thank you, Rich. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Rich. Uh, we talked you. about Death Stranding. Uh, just ignore that third thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you got anything else, or should I bring us into housekeeping? Um, no, honestly, no. I do want to try to just get into more gameplay later this week. We will. We're going to be recording. There's early. just so many games. We're be recording early this week. Yeah, but that's fine. That's fine. I mean, we'll have the most game of the stuff day. happens during the business week, anyways. Yeah. Um, there's so many games. So many games. I'm trying to play Control still. I have two months now. Yeah, you got time. I know. I'm trying. Well, I know. Two months really. Like last week in December is when we're going to be well, doing. I heard crinkling outside. I don't know what's I'm scared. Out there. Well, somebody's Let's finish the garbage out before we get murdered. <laughs> um, going to housekeeping. Uh, uh, blogs running. Uh, GeckoGamesPodcast.wordpress.com. <laughs> Go. Go there. Uh, big thanks to Ed for our intro. Uh, you can ask his questions. GeckoGamesPodcast.gmail.com. And maybe we'll read them on the air. Maybe I'll cry about them alone. Yeah, maybe know. I won't even touch it. Who Find knows? us on Twitter. Eric, you are uh, at uh, Beautiful underscore Eric. Yes. Uh, I am at the Rich Meister Zero. Hit us up. Uh, but as always, this, this podcast is a goddamn pleasure. I, I've always had a good time just coming here, you know? I do, yeah. Maybe no, we have a good fun. time for it. Uh, but everybody out there, stay, uh, stay, stay uh, safe. Stay safe. Stay, stay, strand. stay woke. Reshape America. Yeah. Um, we're all living in just one big social strand. And as, uh, strand Hideo gaming Ka- is the future. As, uh, Hideo Kojima keeps posting on his integra- Instagram and all social media, no matter what picture it is, Tomorrow is in your hands. It is. He posts maybe like 50 That's kind pictures. of a nice message, regardless of the game. 
Every, I'm not even kid, rich. Go to his social media. Every single picture this man posts. Just I know, I know. I, know what you're I follow hands. him on all the medias. Yeah, so uh, go check that out, though. Um, and, uh, as a lot of people have said to me about Death Stranding, when you get the motorcycle, it gets pretty good. Yeah. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Stop telling me this. Stop it. Um, but thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.